you're listening to Caddy Wampus. Coca-Cola. Uh, what? <laughs> any any reason for that one? No, I said ah, and I was immediately just thought, you know what? This is a good Coke plug. Have you ever thought of cosplaying <clears throat> as a Coca-Cola polar bear? Is this a sex thing? Really depends. Do you want it to be? <laughs> I have been told that I would make a hearty bear. Yeah. I believe and everything can be a sex thing. It's Christmas time. <laughs> I'm parched. <laughs> Come sauntering in. Your polar bear costume. A Coke in one hand, my slippers in the other. <laughs> Whatever the penguin says in Batman Returns. Well, I know what to get David for Christmas. Yeah, a restraining order. Uh, <laughs> so Brian has this movie he lets us to watch. Some of you may know what it is. It's a film by Panos Cosmatis called Mandy, starring one Academy Award winning Nicolas Cage. However, we cannot watch Mandy by law. Until we watch enough Nicolas Cage films, so we're fully uh, immersed and uh, informed about his larger career. We've done a few already, and, and some noteworthy ones, and now we're really getting into... The meat. The very, very <clears throat> tough meat of this burnt steak. It's a very burnt steak. At this indeed. point, it's jerky. It is gas station, been sitting in the sun jerky. It is a real Slim Jim, is what we're in right now. <laughs> Well, you know what? We watched a couple of films today, and I will say that one of them was slightly more stale than the other. (laughs) One of them, and in one of them, you could smell the cologne on the the one romantic Nicolas Cage performance. (laughs) Oh, yes, Nick, I do want to see a magic trick. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. So, so we're gonna. I'm gonna hand it off to Brian because for some reason I cannot fathom he fucking likes this first movie. Still like it, even after watching it. Not what, what not is the worst. what is the first film we watched? <clears throat> the first movie we watched was Next, directed by Lee Tamahori. Uh Stars Nicolas Cage and obviously <laughs> Jessica Biel. Yes, and Julianne um, Moore. Julianne Moore and Thomas Kretschmann and a weird appearance by Peter Falk, Columbo himself. Yeah, that was a real one random... scene, one and done. Well, yeah, kind of popped back in like Did twice. He pop yeah, back in later? yeah, just a little. Well, when just a I mean, little, there were still multiple scenes, but it all kind of cut together to form a solid scene. One location, yeah, yeah, one, he, one, yeah. He, he never left that that weird three hours work tops. One <laughs> odd magician's warehouse garage. Yeah. So what is the premise? So first of all, it's based on a Philip K. Dick story. The Golden Man. <clears throat> Nicholas Cage is a um, magician. He works in casinos in Vegas. Uh, his shows don't seem to be very popular. There was like maybe 10 people in the crowd. It is decided uh, off the strip. Appears that he makes a living by cheating the casinos using his abilities that are revealed that he can essentially see the future, but only two minutes ahead of time, and only if it's affecting him. So he uses this power to slowly steal from the Vegas uh, casinos. Keep it low-key. So he doesn't get arrested. He's not stealing. He's authentically winning. By using powers. There, it's, that's not against the law. Mm. So how's it there's no law against being a psychic, there's, bro. There's no laws against telling the future and using it to make money. As far as I'm aware, I could stand to be corrected. But... I'm sure you're right. But uh, like we have legal scholars uh, away. We, we after after we... you're bludgeoned by c- casino security, perhaps you could explain the subtle differences to them. I don't think 
if the Avengers were real. Oh, like Doctor Strange could yeah, walk into I the don't Bellagio. think they would be like, hello, Mr. Strange, sit here at this table. We'll take all of our money. Mr. Strange. It's the second time today you've referred to, it's called him Doctor Strange. You're like, Mr. Strange. Is there a reason for that? You're like, Mr. Doctor. Don't you don't think he earned that doctorate? I didn't see it in the movie. I mean, no. he could show in the casino, just as long as that Aya Magimoto or whatever stays closed. He doesn't need to chill in the casino. He can effectively create whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there, he has no need for mortal goods. Yeah, so, yeah. Your casino security walks up and boom, crimson bands of Cinderac right around those <laughs> those idiots. <laughs> so he has this two minute and eight future telling. Mm-hmm. And so he's, he's robbing casinos. However, however, there is one thing he can see further than two minutes, and that is... Jessica Biel. He watched, Inexplicably. <laughs> he watched a lot of Seventh Heaven in his childhood. Yeah. And uh, for some reason, it really stuck with him. Yeah, and he just yeah. he just sees her. Uh, it isn't really explained when, why, or how he sees her. No, he just has glimmers of her further <clears throat> in the future than two minutes. Oh, yeah, revolving a diner he keeps going to. Yeah, so he's he's a going to the diner. diner. Actually, he shows up every morning. They just hand him a martini, martini for breakfast. Never <laughs> addressed again in the film. <laughs> breakfast of champions. Sir, would you like eggs? No, gin. <laughs> I would like gin. Sweet all. vermouth, please. <laughs> vermouth and olives, please. Uh, so, meanwhile, there is apparently some terrorist group that is yes, making... Yes, very, very ill-defined terrorist organization. They are a very multi, multinational group of terrorists. It's a real European Union of yeah, terrorists. It's still unclear what they want. Uh, why they're doing it, but apparently they want to nuke the city, killing millions. Los Angeles, yes, yeah. they're going to they're lot they're going to detonate a nuclear bomb in Los Angeles. So uh, Julianne, if you've Moore, ever been to Los Angeles, you would know why. Yeah, I've, 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 been, I've, been, I've been to the LA Harbor. I've been. You know what? Sink it to the sink it to the bottom of the sea. <laughs> so Julianne Moore is, I guess, aware or convinced of Nicolas Cage's powers somehow. That she, is really never explained. She she She's sees an, F- an FBI agent. She's already on the trail of Nicolas Cage. Yeah. media arrests when the film. And she goes to this magic show and she's like, I just fucking know he knows the future. I don't know how, I just what know. What else is the explanation for <laughs> and, a stage magician in Vegas? And, I just imagine Julianne Moore's character seeing David Copperfield make the Statue of Liberty disappear. Oh, she accuses him of being a witch. <laughs> just that motherfucker. David Blaine hovers slightly and she's like, I believe he can fly. What else the explanation is? What is this like an expanded universe where all magicians are actually She's, having powers? No, I think Julianne Moore is just wrong. <laughs> I think it's an expanded universe where Julianne Moore is hunted down and accidentally murdered innocent so, magicians. So you don't oh, yes. want to see Chris Angel actually like mind freaking God people? Forbid, God forbid her nephew walks up with some like boxed magic set and pulls out a wand and it turns into a paper flower. She might put six in his chest. <laughs> And she falls back in terror onto her back and pulls and pulls her backup pistol from her ankle and just unloads. <laughs> he, he does a few real magic tricks. Not, not in the beginning. The, the beginning is a typical magic show, but then later on, it's like this guy's actually doing magic. Yeah, he's got. He's got he does a few like you know, you, you know, your, your doves coming out of the sleeves. Some mentalism with the crowd. Some basic mentalism. Um, was it mentalism? Or did uh, he literally just look ahead to the future to know what their answer was going to be? I, well, yes, yes. I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah, but he put that girl's necklace in his pocket. And yeah, she, and yeah. He was like, and reach, some slight like, of hand. Go ahead, reach on inside <laughs> yeah, my pocket. Yeah, exactly. Slide of hand. Slide your hand in my <laughs> pocket. pocket. <laughs> that, there is a scene. So Julianne Moore confronts him in the garage, and there's this wide shot where Nicolas Cage goes, oh, I do remember you from the show. Do you like magic? And he leans in like fucking like Frankenstein's monster. He's like <laughs> six feet taller than Julianne Moore. And I got scared. Uh, 
like you were I, grabbing your chest. I grabbed my chest in terror, like like uncontrolled reaction, like like I forgot it was a movie. Do and not touch I, me. I wanted to get out of there. Um, it was I, it was feeling very empathic towards. You towards were feeling yeah, a little caged. You, you would say, yeah. yeah. You, you went fight or flight, and you were just like, "Sorry, Julia Moore, you're on your fucking own." <laughs> like like it was. I I believe I equated it to what it must have been like to have been in that theater when the train first came at you in early cinema and you didn't quite understand what it was it was terrifying <laughs> so anyway he escapes to the diner correct he escapes after saving a casino two people getting shot yes from a mad a mad shooter. a madman <clears throat> uh he escapes that he goes to his little magic garage uh he to then the magic cave. He <laughs> then, the to cars. the next cave yeah he then has a future conversation with Julianne Moore which results in him almost getting arrested he mm. sees all of this and he's like well I'm just gonna leave instead so he leaves uh, goes to the diner and Julianne Moore confronts uh, Columbo don't really say anything she's just like oh shit I missed him didn't I and he's like yep gotcha I missed, bitch I missed the future man <laughs> Can I have my check? I love out? that all of her, her boss, her partners, everybody just goes along with this. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Of course he knows the future. <laughs> what other explanation is it's, there it's for just, it just works? Basic magic tricks. <laughs> well there's a sequence where he goes and repeat he like keeps changing the channel and saying right what the channel's gonna say well, before he searches it. Yeah, but why wouldn't he do that with everybody that's close to him to prove he, his abilities? He said he did. He said well I can't remember, did he say well, that he had been captured before and had been, well, been experimented on as a child he yeah. was saying that he did he was sick and tired of the flashcard game where he right. would sit at a table with somebody and just read flashcards yeah. all day i mean we saw how well it worked for anakin skywalker so anakin skywalker there was a flash and the flashcards yes. is that in phantom Menace? yes it was what's the end result of that oh my god he kills right. all the jedi children ultimately that is the end result of the flashcard <laughs> the game, result is within the we can find within the flashcard game itself what's the what is the what is yoda's goal with that <laughs> he was just seeing if he actually was force sensitive at which point they were just like no we're not gonna train you because you're too fucking old also because you're gonna kill a bunch of kids then what's yeah. the point of even flashcarding <laughs> Why not? Don't ask me. Yoda's a dick. You know what? They deserved to die. <laughs> Luke Skywalker was riding the last Jedi. Burn it all fucking down. These people suck. <laughs> oh, let me just put this nine-year-old through a flashcard game. Oh, I'm sorry. Too old plus you're evil. Good luck. <laughs> Fuck you. Anyway, next. <laughs> so he meets Jessica Beale after he, several failed future attempts. Yeah, he, he just kind of sits and stares at her kind of creepily. Uh, he time stalks her, yeah, I he, guess he, is the best he way. He time stalks her. He, he plays his cards and finds the best possible scenario which gets him with her. He Neil Strauss is the shit out of her. It's like walking up like, so, uh, the coffee here, can you describe the bean? And I'm like, what, yeah. what, the, what fucking planet does that work on? I don't know. That's just the weirdest pickup line I think I've ever heard. The best outcome was him getting punched in the face by her stalker ex-boyfriend. Yes, yeah. he, he lets himself be attacked by her psychotic boyfriend, which gains her sympathy, really gaslighting the shit out of this oh, woman, yeah. this poor woman. And uh, they go on a, a ride together, and they kind of hit it off in the best way you could imagine Nicolas Cage and Jessica Biel hitting it off. I don't know who chose them as the couple for the movie, but it doesn't work on any level. So anyway, a bunch of crap happens. The terrorists that, are on them. They make it to the to that the, scene where the two of them kind of connect. In the car. They, 
Well, no, when they go to the village and like Nicholas Cage oh, is yeah. turning things into reptiles and he's like, uh, hey, kids. I was thinking more in the car where he's like, do you believe in destiny? How can you not believe in destiny? And I'm like, how can you believe in destiny? You literally change it all the time Every to your own day. benefit. Yeah. You should be the one who knows destiny's not a thing. Yeah, but she doesn't know that. Again, just gaslighting this yeah, one. Yep, really. exactly. Up and down. Exactly. Up and down the state of Nevada. So they make it to a they make it to a, a, a to a fuck cabin <laughs> to a, a a very nice bed and breakfast motel. Yeah. It's described as a motel earlier. I'm like, this is a nice motel. What else are you doing there? Like, they broke than... into somebody's house. Yeah, like, yeah. Just... what kind of fucking motel is this? And and um, they have sex. Which let's put a pin in the scene where they have sex. <laughs> if you do not know how this movie ends. It's really important you remember the sex scene, which is a really strange construction in this script. So the terrorists and the FBI close in on them, right? Is this the car down the hill? Yeah, 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 this is the amazing CGI masterpiece. It's weird, too, Uh because they've clearly mixed it with a real car they've thrown down a hill, and they would have been better off just sticking to one or the other, because they cannot blend them to save their life. So I I still don't... I mean, I get what Nick Cage's plan was, I guess. His idea is that in order to escape the terrorists and Julianne Moore and keep Jessica Biel safe, he is going to jump off of a hill and run down a mountain. You jump into a ravine, and he's And he's going to have Jessica Biel destroy a water tower, uh, which in turn brings down an entire village down a mountain. There's a train, there's a log yard. So if you ever grew up on the West Coast, I don't know what the field trips are like. Where you guys all grew up, but if you grew up anywhere around uh, California or Vegas, you went to a lot of old prospecting towns for field trips, <laughs> and it's basically like she knocked down a whole prospecting town, mm-hmm. just sent it right down a hill after miners and everything. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> kinda. Yeah. So everyone's running down this giant hill clearly been CGI'd to hell and back. Well, there's a mix of a real one going down a hill and Nick Cage just in front of that footage like yeah. a green, on a green screen going the wrong direction. And it, it makes sure that you're very aware that he is using his powers to avoid things because every time something's about to hit him, mm-hmm. you get him freezing for a couple seconds and then he does a real quick Matrix move. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's Power Ranger down. It's kind of like psychics aren't cool enough. Yeah. Let's have him dodge bullets. Yeah, <laughs> sells it real well. I mean, I've, seen, wor- opinion, I've seen worse acting on a green screen before. Yeah. I'll give him that. Yeah. So he he gets to his end result, I guess, of what he's wanting, which is Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore crushed by a million logs. Yeah. And then she's He like, then realizes, I guess, that he doesn't want her to die. He suddenly remembers that killing is wrong. Yeah. He's like, oh, shit. So he, I guess, finds the one scenario where that doesn't kill her. Mm-hmm. And he grabs her, throws her to the ground, lays on top of her. From that point, he decides he will work with the FBI. Well, they clockwork orange him. Strap him down to a chair. Hold his eyes open. And he sees her death. He sees sees Jessica Biel's death. Because when it comes to her, he can go further into the future. So they go to L.A. to stop that. His powers are very unclear. Like they, they. Well, we'll get to it. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. even less clear than you think it is. Yeah. Even. It gets more complicated. Yeah. We'll talk it's, about it. You know those, you know those Marvel trading cards that really put down powers and attributes from the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, it's usually I, one sentence. Yeah, yeah, but but it's like six or seven attributes. It's yeah. Like a scale. I could have really used a card like that yeah. for Nicholas Cage. It was like on the back of the old GI Joe and Transformers. Exactly. Cards, and it had like agility, strength. I would really like a uh, a next Fleer trading card set. <laughs> I don't think you're ever going to... not going to turn a profit. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't no. think you'll see anything next related yeah. ever. Julian Moore, team leading skills, zero. <laughs> 
Because if at any moment she just stopped and talked to Nicolas Cage, they'd have this nuclear bomb and everything wrapped up in about five minutes. She tried. No, she tried to oh, threaten she him. <clears throat> she threatened him. That that first conversation in the garage, she made it's it... her threatening him. Her flat out being like, I won't tell you what's going on, but I've got you, you motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, well, yeah, of course the future man escaped you. What did you think was going to happen? Yeah. Gee, maybe he'd see the future. You have to go in with the intent of not screwing him. God damn it, Julianne Moore. <laughs> so they go to LA. Yeah, we get real sidetracked here because this whole thing was about a nuclear bomb. But then it's like, oh no, my girlfriend, she's going to die. Yeah, we lose track of the nuclear bomb with, with, and Thomas Kretschmann's goals for a while. And um, wait, okay, so in LA, they, they save her. Or what happens? <laughs> wait, what happens so to the LA Harbor? He gets, he gets clockwork oranged. Right. And he sees that Jessica Biel is going to die. Yes. They're going to so, blow her up in a non-nuclear bomb scenario on a rooftop in a parking so, garage in LA. So he tells Julianne Moore, I can't help like this. I need out. So she lets him out. They put him in a cell. I'm not sure what the plan was there, but they throw him in a cell. And then he uses his powers and needing a cigarette to escape. Uh, the guard gives him a cigarette. He asks him for a light. He then knocks the guards out, runs through this maximum security something. Parking garage. Some, maximum security something. FBI office. It's Downtown the, LA. Uh, their, their lair. I don't know what it is, but... So the FBI's have offices. This, so movie, this, movie, this movie confuses the FBI with, like, the CIA a yeah. lot. Like, to the yeah. point where I would not be shocked if an original draft it was supposed to be, like, the CIA or DHS or something. But, uh, so he uses his powers and a police baton bat to knock out a shit ton of people. I think it's just called a baton. <laughs> no. I don't think it's a baton bat. Nope, baton bat. I prefer it that way. That's okay. mine. <laughs> uh, but he, he knocks a ton of people out, and then he runs out of the building. They proceed to chase him with Julianne Moore and the other two FBI leads running after him, but they have police cars driving behind them. Like, the chase is them running, but cars following them slowly. In a helicopter. In a, a helicopter, a complete- and I'm like... I've completely blacked this part of the movie. And, uh, I have the, no idea. What the, this is. the whole time I'm, I'm like, saying, did I have a stroke? Because I don't remember. The whole, <laughs> the whole time this is going on, I'm like, why the fuck are they running on foot? Why aren't they in the vehicles that are behind them driving slowly because they don't want to run over Julianne Moore? But yeah, so they make it to the parking garage where Nicolas Cage is casually just waiting for Julianne Moore to show up. And he's like, this is where she does. And uh, a sniper shoots him or he pretends to get shot by the sniper. Yep. They take him out, and then the FBI just descend down from helicopters, which makes you yearn for a Michael Bay director. I think previously we talked about Michael Bay, and we're like, man, he loves helicopters. Well, at least he fucking knows how to shoot them, because this movie is uh, completely incompetent at trying to shoot people falling, coming out of helicopters. A wild helicopter appears. Helicopters appear. Yeah, there was a just absurd amount, but I, I thought it was cleaner than a lot of the movies we watched from Michael Bay. When it comes to helicopters, disagree. <laughs> yeah. I don't well, know. The, I won't begrudge you the rest of the film, but the the action scenes in this movie to me looked a lot cleaner than say like the island. The island was a fucking mess. Yeah, but you'll yearn for the CGI budget of the island. Yeah. Although this yeah. movie cost way more than it should have. This movie cost seventy million dollars, which yeah. is unbelievable. But uh, anyway, so they save Jessica Biel after he basically turns into multiple man, which is a completely new way for them to portray his power, which they've never portrayed before. It, it was strange because he was just like, hey. You guys check the upstairs or the this floor here. I'm gonna go check the other two, and then stands in one place, and you see his doubles like appear. Like these are the directions I could go, and every time he hits a junction, two to three more of him appear. That's pretty bad. And then, and then oh, oh, the the second lead FBI character gets gets fucking shot in the head, and I'm like, why did you make everyone <laughs> yeah. separate? You could have saved him, you asshole. <laughs> his death is on you, Cage. So then they 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 stop Thomas Kretschmann. They're like the bombs in the uh, shipping container, and then it's not 
And Nicolas Cage is like, oh no, I was wrong. And a nuclear bomb devastates Los Angeles. And then he wakes up in bed at the fuck cabin, mm-hmm. having just had sex with Jessica Biel. And you realize that 50% of this movie was a vision mm-hmm. that he had of the future that he chooses not to do. And he leaves her and he calls Julianne Moore. Hey, right. let's go stop a nuclear bomb. Credits. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't love that the movie ends like this, but I do like the idea that he had just... Dis- like he basically is testing his powers, his new ability with Jessica Biel. That is a... That's a charitable yeah. interpretation yeah, of yeah, film. Yeah. But, I mean, well, I mean if you can see... It's his powers. It's his sexual powers. Yeah. He sleeps in an oxygen-rich tent. They never really... gives him sexual powers. They never really explore. Is that a Tom Brady thing that I don't understand the reference to? No, it's a Simpsons episode. Oh. Remember? They, they never explore it, but maybe he just lost his virginity, and that makes his powers ten times stronger. No, I don't think that's what we're saying. I thought it was because he shaved his face every two hours. Mm. In inverse hair growth, the power ratio. That's the reverse Samson. Yeah, yeah yes. exactly. The more hair, the less strong. There's a strange amount of scenes of him shaving in this film. <laughs> like sometimes multiple least, times in a day, and sometimes after he shaves, it's he an, has more hair. At least hair. three. It's enough that you start to notice it, which is weird, because you really shouldn't be noticing that. Well, there's not much else to notice in this film. Yeah, but I, I like the idea, though, that he essentially meets Jessica Biel. They go on their little adventure in the Waterfall Kid thing, and... These are things you like about the film. No, 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 no. You, you like but, the reservation. So that's how you started the sentence. I like going to the reservation and watching him hang out with kids in Waterfalls. Yes. No, but... So he get, he gets to the cabin, and he essentially explores his powers. What can... Like, how far can he see? What is his limit? Really I don't powers. really think he, he just... explored. I think he literally fucked her, <laughs> fell asleep. Yeah. I really think that was the story. <laughs> the Maybe that's what they wanted. a shitty dream. Except the big limit visibility is it's two minutes unless it's regarding Jessica Biel. Yes. But the thing is, the majority of the movie that we see that's actually just a, a vision, Jessica Biel isn't even part of it. She's right. not even there. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, okay, you see two minutes into your future and you can see your future with her indefinitely. But he's... But for but some the reason, radiation even though you're from the nuke. But the whole time he's laying. <laughs> increased his power. The whole time he's physically laying next to her while we're watching this movie. She's amplifying his ability or what? Yeah. I, I don't buy any of it's, that. It's, it's, a, it's a very. It doesn't work because we don't know his powers. Between his the, erection we don't, acts like an antenna. It, <laughs> it just. It doesn't work because they never. <laughs> Good, good day, sir. I, I think the movie as a whole and that ending do not work because you don't understand his true limitations and you don't understand what his abilities actually fucking are. I, I, think, I think you have a few problems. One is, I mean, you just do not give a shit about these characters. Just, the script is, the script is, the, the dialogue is, is pretty rough. The performances are, are at best dull. You can hand wave a lot of science fiction if you care about the people involved. You know, like I think... Um, if, if you stay true to the core of like your emotional journey, which this movie is presumably about an emotional journey because it hangs everything around him falling in love with a girl and the metaphor of his power is relative to his relationship to her. So the whole movie hangs around that. So if you don't care about their relationship, this movie's fucked, even if it does make sense. Oh my God, some of these line what readings if, what if this so was What if this was just a, a comedy movie and it oh, was man. Nicolas Cage trying to find Jessica Biel, but they both have the same powers and they're constantly avoiding each other? Then this is not the same movie. You just contradicted <laughs> I mean, yourself. I, I don't know, Brian. What if... <laughs> I don't know. Let's arguably it. let's pitch it out. Movie. Okay, you know what? Yeah, fair. Let's pitch it out. Right. <laughs> Scene one. <laughs> 
scene one. How's it going? All right, let's 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 see where this goes. I don't know that I want to pitch this. So wait, they never meet each other in your version? At you the very know, end, at the very end, they meet, but you find okay, out it okay. was just first a vision. note. First note. No, no, no. One of them sees two minutes in the future. The other one sees two minutes in the past. That's just called having a thought. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, no, wait, one of them sees, no, okay, we're going to change it. One of them sees two minutes into the other person's future, and the other one sees two minutes into the other person's past, and they have to find each other. But, but the problem is, is that they're never in sync. Is I'll it, take my check now, Warner is, Brothers. Is, is that already a movie? I know I've heard what of it. What I've described, no, okay. not, not really. Out of Time, Money I believe. Out of Time, well, out of time is a thriller with, I think Out of Time was a thriller with Justin Denzel Washington. Yes. You're thinking of In Time. In Time, okay. Where time is something that can be bought to keep you young. So um, I know this is a, a thing we've done in all of the Road to Mandy podcasts. If I could take one element of this movie and put, put it in, in Mandy. Mandy. Oh, why? Julian Moore <laughs> hunting magicians to their death. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm really... <laughs> so has anyone read the Philip K. Dick story this is based on? No. It's about a man who is literally uh, gold-skinned, who can see the future. And it's in a dystopian future in which the government hunts mutants. And he is just one of many mutants with different abilities. You said this is a loose adaptation? <laughs> The loosest. <laughs> Why does this sound like X-Men? It came, right? out, it came out way before X-Men. Where I'm assuming the Golden Man is just Professor X without the students. So the, prota- the, wheelchair. the protagonists of the story are a government agent and his fiance, who are members of a government agency tasked with tracking down and, and sterilizing or eliminating mutants. The eponymous Golden Man is a feral young man named Chris. No age. Uh, so they kept that <laughs> with gold colored skin possesses the ability to see the future specifically the ability to see all possible outcomes of any single action the agency manages to capture Chris but does not execute immediately due to their wish to study his ability unknown to the agency Chris turns out to possess another power his golden skin acts like a lion's mane and allows him to seduce members that's of the why his hair was that way uh, uh, yep of the opposite <laughs> sex and apparently according to the trivia that's why the kid wears a gold jacket um, of the opposite sex Chris influences the fiance into freeing him then impregnates her and makes his escape the strands of the protagonist reflecting on how animal instincts have triumphed over human intellect and how that the new direction of evolution will take if chris succeeds in replacing humanity if, if julianne moore and her fbi force actually an anti-oscar if she had an anti-mutant task force and there were other people in the world with abilities. I would believe her knowing he can see the future well, yeah, 10,000 times more. And it would possibly add another layer to make the movie more interesting. So why do you think they didn't do that? Is it because the movie X-Men had come out a few years prior? I, I think, I I think, think they didn't give a shit. Oh, yeah, I think it's like all <laughs> Philip K. Dick adaptations. His work is so esoteric uh, in terms of... Con- it's conceptually esoteric. And his plots are not the most liked people typically i mean it sounds like this guy raped and impregnated a woman that's and then exactly because that's exactly what happened in <laughs> yeah. the story. so i don't know if i want to watch nick cage rape and impregnate and leave somebody what are you not doing that. <laughs> yeah 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 uh just not adapt philip k dick stories I'm trying to think what what other popular what, Scanner Darkly said is Scanner one, right? Darkly would I would say is probably to this point the most accurate movie adaptation of one of his books. Blade Runner is based on Do Android Dreams of Electric Sheep. Sheep. Right. Total Recall is based on We Can Remember It For You Wholesale. The Imposter, uh, Gary Sinise movies one. I think Paycheck, the uh, the uh, yeah. J- John Woo movie starring uh, Ben Affleck, is loosely based on one. I actually liked that movie when it came out. Well, when we get to oh, the road, like we get to the road it. to John Woo. <laughs> anyway, next. So okay. anyway, that was next. We also watched Knowing. How was Knowing? Everybody hated it. 
Great talk. Knowing Sucks. It's from Alex Proyas. He directed The Crow and Dark City and a bunch of other things that are crap. I didn't, including Knowing. I didn't know that it was the same guy that did The Crow and Dark City. And but, that but it makes, makes sense me, it's the same guy who did iRobot in that many ways. Makes me real sad. And Gods of Egypt. Ugh. I will say this about iRobot, Knowing, and Gods of Egypt. They're all so differently bad for so many different reasons. Yeah. This was one of my least favorite movies we've watched. It's up there. But David, you really liked it. No, I did not. It, Excuse me? It could not find... Were you lying the whole time? Oh, David loved it. What? What are you talking about? David absolutely <laughs> loved it. No way. I don't think he, this is a good movie at why, all. He why, was why, saying he liked it more than next. Why are you saying this while you wear your knowing t-shirt? Know, yeah. <laughs> Guys, the knowing t-shirt is ironic. Also, my knowing crew vest and my knowing baseball cap. And then the Signed man, by Mr. Broyes? Yeah, and the knowing tattoo he has on his ass. Yeah. That, those are all for ironic detachment. No, this movie, this movie's garbage. It started well, out being like a real, like, it felt like, I was like, I didn't know this was a horror movie. I just this is wish weird. it wanted to be a movie. It's, I feel like they worked backwards too much. It's one of those things where it's like, they fought, we have a killer ending. So we gotta get as far away from that ending as possible to take you on the journey. Had Nicolas Cage just used his two minutes in the future power, they could have easily Not, solved He doesn't it. have that this time. I know it's confusing. <laughs> no, instead he has the Had ability he... to read the entire future. Let's, let's go over, over the film yeah. real quick. So, and, so, well, so, so we can get to our I'm 14 and this is deep ending. Man, it's a movie made for middle school. Yeah, uh, I, um, so Nicholas Cage plays a, plays a mathematician, or no, an, an astronomer? or he's, he, Physicist something. He's a science man. He works for the MIT. He Mr. Works, works Mr. The MIT, science man. Which he flashes his MIT uh, faculty uh, ID, like it's a badge to get into places sometimes, and goes MIT, and it's great. But basically, his wife has died in a um, fire, in a tragedy a few years ago, and he's really not doing so well raising his son. His son's school is celebrating its... its uh, uh, it's a 50th anniversary and they're unearthing a time capsule and his son gets one of the drawings from the kids but it's not a drawing it's a series of random numbers scrawled Nicolas Cage in a drunken stupor one night happens to just circle some of the numbers accidentally with the ring of his of a scotch glass that he's overfilled and realizes that the uh, numbers are actually the date of September 11th 2001 and the uh, exact number of people reported to have died in the September 11th attacks he then goes to map all the numbers out and realizes that it's a chronological listing of every major tragedy in the world with the date and the amount of people who died and eventually then realizes that the following numbers are actually the coordinates uh, for where this happens which now he catches up to the present only to be proven right that in fact these are predicting events and uh, a plane crashes then there's a subway um uh, crash and the final one ends with EE which he finds out after um, basically um, stalking and also gaslighting. <laughs> he does a lot of that in his films. He really does. <laughs> um, uh, gaslighting Rose Byrne who plays the daughter of the crazy uh, girl from the 50s and Rose Byrne finds shows says oh yeah my mom used to write her ease backwards or write her, uh, write her ease backwards so it's not it's not 3-3 three, three, it's EE and EE means everyone else so it's gonna be the apocalypse meanwhile both both her child, Rose Byrne's child, and Nicolas Cage's child are being visited by what they call the Whispermen, which are these sort of Dark City-esque, pale blonde people in black dusters. <laughs> I was expecting them to say, sleep now. Every time I saw them. Mr. Murdoch. And so they um, are being visited by these people and being given these black pebbles. It's probably their poop. No, we assumed it was shadow people poop. It was, it was dark matter, yeah. 
So, so what this movie is, what this movie ultimately turns out to be, is so the sun is having a um, massive flare that's going to basically rip through the solar system and take out our atmosphere and burn us all to death. Burn, burn us all to massive heat death. These Whispermen are biblical angels that are also aliens. And the premise of this movie... <laughs> is that Christianity is right. It's 100% on the money because it's an alien race who speak telepathically, who have a white uh, blinding light void because they can't understand their voices in this Metatron-like quality. And um, they rescue the children and take them to a new Garden of Eden on another planet while Nicolas Cage and everybody else dies in a fire. That's knowing. Uh, and unfortunately, the five minutes you just spent talking about it, two and a two hours, 15 two hours, two hours, 15 minutes. And no, uh, two hours, two hours. And by the 121 first, minute runtime, by the first hour, I thought we were at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I wanted out after the first hour and 15 minutes, which is when we check the time code, you realize that the apocalypse is coming. So you think, well, all we got to do is prevent the apocalypse. 20 minutes tops, right? Maybe 25. <laughs> you know, maybe it's a 95 minute Yeah, it shouldn't movie. take too long. Because that, that would make sense. A robust act three of preventing the apocalypse, you know, a 20, 25 minute thing. You know, we'll be out, we'll be out by 100 minutes. What this movie decides to do is now have to lay the groundwork that A, the apocalypse is inevitable and can't be stopped. So there's your 20 minutes gone right there. Then they have to tell you that Christianity's real and reveal it like a mystery. So there's your extra 20 minutes because that's a whole other thing there's entire x-files episodes that took that took 40 minutes just to hint that an angel might be a thing like they are really packing it in right at the end where they're like by the way christianity 100 percent. all other religions are wrong or maybe not maybe they're all aliens too I mean, that's what Competing I got. Competing alien races. Who knows? Because it really wasn't stating that Christianity was quote-unquote right. It was more along the lines of, yeah, your religions were based on science. But not really because they are fucking angels. Like, they have wings and they have glowing centers. And, like, it's a magical kind of look. Like, Christianity is dead on in their... Like, they... It turns out Christians were the greatest historians of all time. Like, move over, Herodotus. They captured it over thousands of years of taking the Judaic, the Judaic Torah and taking their own New Testament. They were all 100% accurate. Every one of them got it right. Yep, that's knowing. No, that that's movie knowing. sucks. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, that movie, it's, it's awful. I'm not sure what the moral of the story is. Uh, the moral that of the story... That we all die and angels will save the you. The moral of the story is that Nicolas Cage finds faith, but again, it's not really faith because it's real. So that's not faith. Yeah, it's not faith. It's by definition. <laughs> by definition, it's not faith. He right. has une unequivocal proof. He knows it's real. That's not faith. <laughs> I just don't really know what to say about the movie because yeah, I just it, fucking hated it. It's yeah. it like a horror it thriller. Garbage. It's so self-serious. And it's of a level of quality, even though it cost less than next. 20 it's, million less, right? Yeah, 20 million, million less. It's it like cost, 50 million dollars yeah. to make this movie. Even though it costs way less than next. See, the thing about next is because next is so both uneventful and boring and kind of schlocky. Like, knowing's just sort of like aggressively self-serious. So you're just kind of trapped with it. It did not have me. You can't, I'm not saying it's captivated you. It's I mean, forcing you to follow it. Because yes. if you miss something, all of a sudden it's just like, well, how the fuck did they get here? It's self-serious tone and border line competence it's, of filmmaking doesn't allow you to to mock it while it's happening as it's easily as just, next it's tone just didn't make sense to me because at one point it's a horror movie yeah and then the next it's just a drama well, you, you kind of like the next this is what's going on and then it's kind of a weird mix where it's still a horror movie especially the the uh airplane crash 
The airplane, and yeah, the airplane the, crash. The airplane Any, crashes. With the numbers, the, the crazy woman's trailer park. The whole thing's lit. The forests are lit and shot. Anytime the Whisper Men show up, mm. I mean, it's ostensibly a horror movie. In, in it the wants to be really terms. bad. It just, it just can't. Like yeah. if they, if they would have fully committed to being a horror movie, it might have worked better. Yeah, <laughs> but they're trying to be classier than that, and that's why also it doesn't work. Like I don't want classy. Like <laughs> it, it, it should be a little schlockier. It's the whisper well, people. Be, they might give you a black rock. If it were good, it could be classy. Like if it were well done, I wouldn't mind if it were this. I don't. Classy. I don't want my Nick Cage classy. No. I want my Nick Cage stealing cars or uh, gaslighting women. <laughs> the, the more I think about it, the more if they would have leaned into it being a horror movie, this could have maybe been really interesting. Yeah. Whenever somebody approaches Cage about, or Cage's manager, I guess, about an idea for a movie, he, he, he just says, yes, starts nodding vigorously and says, now get out. So, so in all seriousness, <laughs> he, he has a terrible, terrible debt. He's in terrible debt. Oh, he's, yeah. So he says yes to everything. But what if he just said yes to like one good big payout? One, that's the problem one last the, job. Nobody's <laughs> approaching yeah, not, him for that one last job. That's not really gonna, you know, I don't know that, uh, you know, I don't know that Marvel's knocking down the door right now. He owes a lot of money. Can you please money. come back as the Mr. Ghost Rider? Why doesn't he just sell the castle or any one of his houses? He, he sold several houses. He's yeah, but what about this castle? Because he bought a freaking castle. Well, he's got a problem. He's got a lot of personal problems. He got married and then, like, annulled in, like, one day in Vegas. This was, like, last month. Nice. The man's, like, 70. <laughs> Doesn't that happen kind of often there, though? Did you say he's 70? I, I said, like, 70 because I don't really know how old he was. Uh, how old is he? I'm looking it up. There's no fucking way he's 70. No, I'm sure he's yeah. not 70. I'm sure. I'm, I'm thinking 55. Dead on, he's 55. Boom. Uh, he's a hard 55. Yeah, he's... Actually, I saw a photo. A hard 55. <laughs> I saw a photo of him the other day, and he looked like fucking Willy Wonka. He just looks like Marilyn Manson. Like He is th- slowly turning into Marilyn yes, Manson. 250%. Actually, the more I say that, I kind of want to see him play Willy Wonka. I kind of want to see him play Marilyn Manson. I do not want to see <laughs> No, that. I don't. You don't want the uh, Marilyn Manson biography turned into a movie starring Nicolas Cage. Well, is that story really all that interesting? No, is, it's is, not. Has Marilyn Manson done anything of note Are we that, doing that is movie-worthy? No. Are we doing, like, a false autobiography where he actually does remove a couple of ribs? Because yeah. <laughs> if you're asking me if I want to watch Nick Cage satisfy himself with less ribs, the answer is yes. <laughs> Why? <laughs> What is wrong with you? Science. Yeah, I don't know what the Marilyn Manson biopic is. Well, he has the the biography, The Long Road Home or whatever. I read it in high school. Back then, of you know, 15-year-old yeah. <laughs> sure, me loved it. Of course it. you fucking I did. couldn't tell you shit about it now, but I remember thinking it was interesting. <laughs> this is like when I was sitting next to my friend in middle school and he was reading the Freddie Prince Jr. biography, He's All That. Yeah, I wouldn't read that. What? <laughs> Yeah, there's a. It was you know one of those. It was it was. It couldn't have been more than like ninety pages. You know, it's one of those like. Well, scholastic... right, because at that at that point in time, Freddie Prinze Jr. had, had done been a in, lot. Yeah, he had been in like four movies. Yeah, well, and like, one of them was Wing Commander. I got to his guest spot on Boston Legal. Shit, <laughs> I don't hate Freddie Prince Jr. No, I don't hate him, but. I hate the fact that he had an autobiography. Uh, no, not an auto. Someone else decided. I'm going to so write the story like, of his life. So this was like... Someone went to him and went, I must tell your story. So this was just like 
an encapsulation of a bunch of tiger beat kind of yeah articles like, like, like there was a series of those because you could get and and in a weird way the Marilyn Manson one is kind of in the same vein because there's like a Trent Reznor one too but like they're clearly like half fictional and they're probably only semi-sponsored by maybe a publishing firm or a publicist like and especially like teen heartthrobs musicians like it used to be a thing there was a period of time where you could get anything printed. Well, back in back in the nineties, uh, with the uh, classic uh, book fairs and all yeah, that. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, you go to those anything. book fairs, and there was a like hundred books about Britney Spears and mm-hmm. Sank, Backstreet mm-hmm. Boys. I was and buying were just Garfield, like, man. Yeah, I was getting honest. the Calvin and the Hobbs and uh, yeah. Garfield and Captain Underpants, and I was just curious if there is a Nicolas Cage biography. Oh, there has and to I'm, be. I'm sure there's something online, but I went to Amazon just to, just to peek. The first thing that comes up when I search Nicolas Cage. That's a pillow. You can, can just, I just get that? You can just like, have a shirtless Nicolas Cage. I don't want that as a pillow. I want that as like a velvet print. Yeah. That I could just hang 15, over my couch. I wonder if I can get that professionally framed. 15 bucks gets a shirtless Nicolas Cage. Put over Cage. my fireplace. Put over my wall in the basement with my drinking chair like a knowing. Just right over the toilet. Can I get a shower curtain put it up? Oh, shit. To answer your question, he has multiple biographies, but it appears they're online only. They're not published. I'll get you that wall scroll. Sexy on the beach, Nicolas Cage. Hot and ready. Brian, I need you to look. I need you to find out if there are Nicolas Cage body pillows. Oh, Oh, there are. Brian, this is an audio platform. We can't show these. Well, let me set the scene for you. Show me. (laughs) So, if anyone's wondering, this is a wall scroll. Nicolas Cage. He's looking good. He's looking young. Um, I'd say this is mid '90s, maybe a little earlier. It is photoshopped to fucking. Well, that's true too. He's got a, a nice uh, a nice black short sleeve button-up that he's completely unbuttoned. And he's in front of waves crashing on a beach with, uh, you know, a surprisingly uh, realistic amount of uh, body hair. Yeah. Uh, like, kind of shocked Nick- how Nicholas, much he's still here. Nicholas Cage wouldn't um, shave his body hair. Got, he's got, he's just got a hand behind his back like maybe he's got a secret. And he's got a, <laughs> he's got his thumb just uh, hanging out of his pocket. Real cash. Real yeah. cash. Want to see a magic trick? Yeah, he it's is pretty just solid. Re- he is just ready to lean in close. $8.99 on Amazon. What are the dimensions on that bitch? Uh, 19 by 20. Oh, perfect. Or, hold on, hold on, that's wrong. 16 by 20. Still that's take fine. it. That's, eh. that's good. I can still just lean uh, in close, and if I lean in close enough, I can just barely hear him whisper. I think I'm going to put it, I'm going to put it, I'm going to put it uh, in the window, so it feels like I'm on a beachfront house and he's waiting for me. So, it's... Just hang it right on the outside of the window. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. There's only 15 left in stock, so oh, you better shit, act we better, quick. we better yeah. go. They're going to be... quick. We need four, because we need one for each of our us. homes. Well, anyway, I guess this has been the road to Mandy. This is as good as a place as any to end. Yeah. You, yeah. Done, you done searching your phone there, Brian? You want to you wanna, oh, yeah. wanna get up onto that mic and talk <laughs> at the end of this podcast? I will say goodbye. The angel aliens are here to take me away to Mandy Land. Goodbye, Brian. Bye, Brian. Goodbye, Brian. Uh, we, we'll take heat death over, yeah. <laughs> over more Nicolas Cage. Do I at least get one of those white bunnies, though? Yeah, the, the angel said they could take them, although the dad was fucking persona non grata. Yeah. yeah. No dad, only bunnies. These albino bunnies? Sure. Yeah. What a weird movie. You've been listening to Caddy Wampus. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at Caddy Wampus Pod. Email us at caddywampuspodcast at gmail.com. Music by Tilly. 